has been so wild lately. He doesn't seem to listen, he doesn't obey my commands, and we can't even bribe him with trees. He's gotten so out of hand, he may even have to be put down. God is not the problem here. The problem is the people who want to be the leader of the pack. We reintroduce God. We retrain people. You're listening to The God Whisperers. the God Whisperers, one and all. We're listening to the Vatican National Anthem once again, this time with lyrics. Are you going to introduce us in English? We are the God Whisperers. I'm Craig D'Onofrio. And I'm Bill Swirla. We are here with his eminence, the Holy Father himself. Hey, Rufus. And Rufus. Hi, Rufus. Rufus came in the door. Visit by Rufus. All right. Our executive producer. The executive producer is here. Thanks for licking my toe, Rufus. That was nice. <laughs> Man, we haven't had we haven't seen Rufus in episodes. Well, now. he doesn't live here right now. I know. So he's he's living with grandpa. He's he's orphaned. Oh Rome, immortal, city of the martyrs and saints. Because a little louder here. Oh immortal Rome, <laughs> accept our praises. Glory in the heavens to God, our Lord, and peace to men who love Christ. I like that statement. To you we come, angelic pastor. That's not you, Bill. Not angelic pastor. <laughs> Never been called that. Before. In you we see the gentle Redeemer. You are the holy heir of our faith. You are the comfort and the refuge of those who believe and fight little Templar action there. Force and terror will not prevail, but truth and love will reign. Tell that to the Grand Inquisitor. Hail, O Rome, eternal abode of memories. A thousand palms and a thousand altars sing your praises. O city of the apostles, mother and guide of the elect. Calvinist. Light of the nations. Hope of the world. Hail, O Rome. Your light will never fade. Your splendor, the splendor of your beauty, disperses hatred and shame. O city of apostles, mother and guide of the elect, light of the nations, and hope of the world. God whispers need a song like this. You know, we've been we've been missing the mark here with uh, Jesus is a friend of mine. He may be the Antichrist. <laughs> is my mic up? Yeah, I guess it is. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I turned down the. Uh, I'm, I'm watching the levels here, and I can't hear a darn thing in my headphones. Oh, you're but, telling uh, me turn it up, turn it down. You got well. That's sort because of weird, you know, there's all kinds weird of weird head thing going on there. Yeah. Well, all right. let me yeah. let me just let me just check to make sure. You know, I'm. Well, okay, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I'm Bill Swirla. You're Craig oh, D'Onofrio. Hey, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I am Craig D'Onofrio. 
Our Skype number. I don't think we gave out our Skype number last time. We didn't do any housekeeping last time. No. So we launched right into content. We, we got crazy. <laughs> Our Skype number, 626-593-7713, or Manly Durs, Doctors 13. Absolutely. Uh, the Mothership, GodWhispers.com, or .org. Lots of stuff up there. Find us on Facebook, the God Whispers. Actually, you have to apply to get into the lounge now. You know the lounge is now. We have bouncers at the door now. Yeah. Yeah, I had got, to clamp we've got down Henning over there. He's he's kind of all Henning, gooned out. Henning's yeah. Well, Henning's chomping at the bit. He's just waiting to crack some heads at the door. Uh, he check he checks IDs and uh, and as I understand it, he likes women in heels. Well, who doesn't? Well, <laughs> so there you go. Rufus and is Rufus, outside barking at Rufus us. Rufus is is you know I'm, I've missed the old guy. I have missed Rufus. Look he's, at him. He's just having a good time. He is happy. He seems to be time. thriving over at Grandpa. He does. You know, he, he, he's really good about taking care of Grandpa. He, uh, Grandpa will be sleeping, and Rufus comes in and nudges him like, are you still breathing? Oh, nice. Then, yeah, yes. No, that's one a, of those kinds he, of things. He is, in his own way, a comfort dog. He is, in a very odd way. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's quite the temperament of, like, the LCMS comfort dogs. Those, the, you know, the, those, the, that canine bunch. Yeah, I get a feeling with those dogs, a cat could walk by and they'd be pretty non-responsive. You know, I, I, have, I have observed almost that. You know, they, they, they come to the, uh, the district convention. Yeah, yeah. And I always, I always greet them because I'm, I'm a real sucker for Goldens. I, I, oh, the, yeah, the, Goldens what, are what, great. A, what a great dog. But my brother's golden is uh, of a lot different temperament than really, those dogs spastic? are. Uh, energetic. Yeah. In nice. fact, she's given herself a hip injury uh, by the <laughs> zeal at which she retrieves things. You know, she just goes out full bore. Uh, grass is flying. Gravel is flying. Dog is flying. You know, and then she grabs the thing and retrieves it. And, and I guess she's, she's developed like a repetitive motion hip well, injury they, as a they result. They say of Labradors and Golden Retrievers that a Labrador will give you love in order to work. They love to work. They love to retrieve and okay. all that. Whereas a golden retriever will work in order to get love. That's that's what they say about goldens. The two. I mean, they live to please. I'm telling oh, you. Oh yeah, they're, they're good dogs. But these uh, canine, these comfort Too dogs. Too much are, hair. They're the, there's a lot of hair. It's, it's a hairy. Although you know, we have three cats, and so hairiness in the world is is just part and parcel yeah. of our life. Hair becomes a condiment. together. In fact, you know, I being being clergy, uh, being a clergy person, a person of the cloth. Uh, the cloth is black, and I, I cannot sit anywhere at home. That's an upholstered surface in my clergy wear. That's I, why I find a black dog is a bonus. It's good. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. It fades in. There. But uh, it's good. To, it's really good to see Rufus again in the uh, uh, on the show and on the in the abode in the abode on we, the air. We actually have a Skype call. You know, can can we can we just talk about the contest just briefly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Just briefly, if you go to the lounge, and this is kind of open to the lounge only, but you can always apply to the lounge. Just go look us up at, at the God Whispers on Facebook and, and just knock at the door, and Henning will let you in. Uh, and if you, you are female and you have heels, um, all the better, I suppose. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure what's going on with Henning and heels here, but it's, it's okay. H- well, you know Henning. Yeah, I do. No, not Henning in heels. It, that would be really scary. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to go anywhere near he's, that. He's got the legs. He can pull that off. You know, ever, ever since that Henning, wildcat attacked his legs, I don't know. He's kind of scarred Henning, up. Henning leads an interesting life. This is most certainly true. He he 
Henning is fascinating. Uh, you know, he, 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 he sends us these aerial shots. Yeah. And then, and then uh, he's wrestling rhinos. Well, and, he was and, attacked, and he by, was attacked a by, by a wild cat. Yeah, he was attacked by some wild, wild cat that wanted kind to of, eat him. Like a mountain lion cat. Had, had dinner in mind when he, when, you know, I mean, my cats are just looking for, you know, some, something out of a can. Well, but they I were not, actually planning to gnaw on his leg. Yeah, I think, I think they had barbecue cat for dinner that night. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> With his bare hands, no less. You know, I, one of the things that I miss about Henning is he used to always post pictures of meat that he's grilling. Yes. And I miss that. Yeah, well, no, he still does occasionally. He still does occasionally, but, but uh, <coughs> that, that's right. But on, on the, the God Whispers uh, Facebook site, uh, if you go under uh, the notes, um, and I'll, I'll keep putting a link, but we, we, we have a contest going, and that is the Fundagelical Drink Contest. Just want to remind you that there's still a few days left uh, to send in your application. That is a recipe for a drink that epitomizes the name Fundagelical, along with an explanation of uh, why these ingredients are appropriate to the term Fundagelical. And uh, we will be uh, sampling some of the, uh, the more promising-looking drinks on air. Are we doing this on air? Uh, hopefully. Uh, we're going to get snockered point. on air. This, this <laughs> hasn't this show hasn't this show basically? Uh, I don't know. As we could say anything more inappropriate than we already do, really. We, we'll always end up bleeping stuff, no matter what. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's true. But uh, so so look that up, and I'll, we're we're putting up uh, some posts in there. But we've got some good entries in, and we're looking for more for the official drink of the GW, the Fundagelical. Now we're also expanding this because I do want to put together the drink slash devotional, yes. and and uh, so if you have other drinks with some sort of theological overtones or religious overtones, ah uh, yeah, sort, okay, yeah, for please, in- please do. Do feel free to contribute those. And for any Baptist drinks, virgin is, is to be observed. So <laughs> uh, virgin Baptist drinks or Methodist drinks. You know, but no, that's a good point. And so this is not the contest, but this is for inclusion in the book. Right. And the name of the book is going to be? Uh, the God Whispers Official Drink Book. Uh, subtitle, like Helping that. Believers Drink and Drinkers Believe. Right. Okay, good. So we're, we're Since 2008. Has it been that long? Yeah, that that, you know, that was the launching of Pirate Christian Radio. When I called when I called out the 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 heading for this, I, I hear a noise. Well, when I called out the heading for this show, I uh, I, I realized we've been at this for two hundred and twenty one hours. I think I need to find that Facebook thing and close it here. Yeah, you're, you turn off your notifications. I have so many stinking windows open. I I can't. You, you there need, it is. Okay. Yeah, nail okay. those notifications. Bye-bye. Okay, there, so I uh, we have a we have a Skype call, huh? We do have a Skype. Well, let's call. go to the Skype. Ooh, uh, hang on, <laughs> I'm trying to get back to do, it. Do you need bump music here? Yeah, yeah. All right, I, I can I can good. cover you. I can cover you for a little bit here. Uh, let's see. Here we go. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Women at. <laughs> All right, I've, I've got Skype. Make sure the volume's up here. And we have a Skype call. Brace yourselves, brethren. Here we go. Hello, Bill. Hello, Craig. This oh. is Dave in Illinois. Oh. I am calling because I've heard a rumor Dave. that Craig has some tapes featuring the voice 
of Robert Farrer Cabot, a famous Episcopalian <laughs> priest who lives on Shelter Island, just off Long Island in New York State. Would the Manly Doctors consider playing some of the Robert Farrer Cabot tapes? I think that would be a really cool idea for the show. Thanks for the uh, call. Thanks for the opportunity for the call. And as always, long-time caller, first-time listener. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, there we go. That's, that's one of ours right there. Um, Dave. Yeah, back in Connecticut days, I did an interview with Capon. Capon. Robert Farrar. Capon. Capon. Uh, anyway. <laughs> And uh, it, it was, I, I, I was giddy. I was like a kid in a candy shop. It was like I was talking to, to one of the saints of old or something. I was just beside myself. But regardless, it is on cassette somewhere in storage. And Bill and I have been talking about it, and neither one of us have a cassette deck that's functioning right now, I guess. Or, or I you threw, do have a deck. No, right? I have a deck. I, okay. threw, I threw out a portable player uh, after you. And, and I, should always, I should always refer to you on connectivity. Yeah, you know you you're not so good on the software department, but connectivity. You know, you own connectivity. I, I do my hardware well. You know, cords, plugs, that kind of thing. Oh, have I got cords? I know have you I, do. Have and, I got adapters? And, and so uh, I've got adapters for anything. But if you can find the tape, we will we will hijack that, digitize it. And oh, by the way, good news. Yes, I recently uncovered a stash of Corby tapes. Ooh. Not that previously available in digital format. So there could be some... We could be bring in content again. Well, maybe we need to talk to the Corby estate about uh, releasing these. Oh, that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I have carte blanche in that department. As a we don't fact, need to talk to anybody. Why don't we call Dave back and talk to him about this in person? Well, yeah, I was going to talk to you about that. Is, is I, I, in, in honor of uh, Brian... Um, what, what, what's, what's his name? Yamambi? Uh, Wolf... Brian Wolfberger. Wolfberger. I love that place. Brian, Pasadena Brian Wolfberger. Wolfberger and 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 uh, table radio. Yeah. Talk. Okay. Talk table radio. You know what the name of my program was in Connecticut? What table talk? Ripped you off. You should yeah, have marked. I should have copied. You should have it. marked that right there. But yeah. but anyway, I was thinking we should just call randomly call Lutheran pastors and whatnot and bureaucrats and just see what they're drinking. Well, let's, or thinking. Let's start with Dave. Let's go. Oh, you know, the first, our first victim. Our first victim. All right, here we go. Let's see. Dave. See if he picks up. <laughs> see if anyone's there. Yeah, this this could be embarrassing. You know, this. <laughs> hello. Oh. Hey, Dave. It's Craig D'Onofrio. And Bill Swirla. Uh, and we're oh, recording. Oh, hello there. And, and you're our first victim. Of what are you drinking? Or oh, thinking. no. It's true. It's true. You're doing it. It can't be. No. Oh, I think this situation absolutely requires a really futile and stupid gesture be done on somebody's part. We're just the guys to do it. There you go. What the heck was that? Uh, I have no idea what that was. Animal House. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Animal House. Dave. Oh, gesture. yes. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. <laughs> yes. Which, well, I suppose I'm two-thirds of the way there, and I'll let you guess which two-thirds of are. You've always struck me as a fairly bright man. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> I, you know, I, I play well on television. Yeah, but, that's, uh, that's true. <laughs> and I'm taller on the internet, so what can I say? You know, I mean, it's that's just, very true. That's very true. As so, long as, as long as other people are wearing boots. Yeah. So, so Dave, what, what, uh, what are you drinking? Well. Uh, I'm staring here right now at a pile of bottles. Would, would, would you like the list? <laughs> that, has, that has despair written all over it. <laughs> now, we, we, we haven't used last names, so this may or may not get back to your DP. But, uh... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> well, let's see here. Um, pile... Because it's so close to St. Patrick's Day, I have been enjoying some Tillamore Dew Irish whiskey. Tillamore Dew Irish whiskey. It's the official uh, Irish whiskey of the Buena Vista Cafe in San Francisco, California, which is where the Irish coffee was brought into the United States and popularized. I, I sense so you're I, very knowledgeable in these things. <laughs> well, it's called YouTube, and I have a lot of oh. time sometimes to watch YouTube. Right, so okay. uh, I, I watch them. They, they pour these things like ten at a time there because they serve hundreds of these a day. And uh, so I, I figured, hey, let's try some of that. And so I did. And, so uh, so they not serve bad. hundreds a day, and you consume uh, how many a day? <laughs> Are we talking Irish about coffees? Not too many, but uh, it's also good, uh, just neat, or with uh, with one ice cube. Yeah, just give it a little extra body. <laughs> um, that's good, Dave. <laughs> bottles. You have you have you have bottles in front of you. Did, do we, yes, I, do, do we I need am, to have, I have more an, than one thing that I can choose from? Yes, so desired. Do, do we need uh, to have an intervention? That's that's really I've the next question. I've not yet question. begun to defile myself. <laughs> do, we, do we need do we need to send an, send send parties over for an intervention? I, I'm I'm concerned. No, I'm I'm doing all right because some of the things I have in here I'm actually saving. Uh, last summer I visited the Oma Gang Brewery in Cooperstown, New York. Uh, it's a good place to stop on your way to the Baseball Hall of Fame. And so I'm, uh, I'm trying to uh, cellar, I guess you might say, some of their products to enjoy down the line. Some of them you can try to cellar, others they don't recommend. One that I'm trying to cellar is called Three Philosophers, oh. which is uh, like, I think it's 8.5% ABV, and it's, uh, it's got a very... Uh, very old flavor to it. I remember trying it out at the brewery, and they said you can cellar it for up to uh, X amount of years, and it actually will get better with time. So, so this is this is the first time I've heard this verb to cellar. Cellar, I, I assume, means to save up until a bad voters meeting or something like that. Is that 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 basically the gist of that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, now there's a there's, put, yes. There's a there's a part B to this question, Dave. Okay. And that is, what are you thinking? What am I thinking? Um, I'm thinking that I'm sick and tired of seeing trees without leaves and bare grass and brown leaves and gray skies and uh, truly, uh, I'm California dreaming on such a late winter's day. Oh, Dave, uh, right right now as we speak, what are we what are we what are we doing today? About uh, Craig, 70, 78, yeah, something like that. Sunny air conditioners um, on. Yeah, we're pumping the air in here. We can't take it. We've um, got uh, everything's everything's green out. But you have to understand, in California, we're we're the reverse. We have two seasons: the green and the brown season. 
the yeah. green season is actually the winter. The summer is the brown That's season. That's true. Everything, or, or everything dies. And dry then, and not as dry. And then it and then it is all ablaze in flames in, in, somewhere in, around July or August. I understand that's how Bill likes his tequila, dry and not as dry. <laughs> and he's really into the whole ablaze thing also. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, 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 use, we, use, we use flaming advisedly around here. So uh, with that, Dave, hey, th- thanks for – well, before we say thanks, I am kind of concerned. Not only is he suffering from sun deprivation, but he's got bottles, multiple bottles in front of him. This is a man in deep despair. Now, now we, we did call for a real reason, Dave. What? And, did and we? Th- that was to correct you. Yeah. Capon. Capon. <laughs> Robert Ferrar Capon. Yes. Oh, it's Capon, not Capon. There. No. Oh, see? No, that's no, what no, I get. No. Dave, th- this, this will keep you from being foolish at parties now, so yes. you, you can... You can thank the manly doctors of divinity for that correction, Dave. Th- thank you, thank you for the uh, for for being a good sport and playing. What are you drinking? What are you thinking? Uh, we'll 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 be, we'll be back to you and uh, maybe listen to a show or two now and then. Would you? I will. I, I <laughs> promise. I will. What a special friend you are. We'll see you, Dave. <laughs> hey, that was kind of fun. Yeah. We got anybody else in the Rolodex there, Craig? We we can we can bring up someone. Let's see. Fisk. Yeah, we got Fisk. Well, hang on, let me put that number in the uh, the machine. Oh, it's it. now, now we're just warming up. I'm warming up for for like big fish, like district presidents and Harrison and stuff like that. Maybe even like uh, uh, Lutheran bishops in foreign countries. <laughs> but we got to start small. So you know, we're, we're we're testing the technology here. Do you need cover music for this? Uh, shoot, I, yeah, I can't reach the computer very well here. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and let's see. Why is this not calling? <laughs> see, this this had this had certain elements of doom attached well, to it. Well, part of it is operator error. Here well, we go. Yeah, okay. We see. You got Fisk. That's promising. Rogers taught me how to answer the phone. Hello. Uh, hello. Uh, is this Jonathan Fisk? Yes. Uh, this is uh, Bill Swirla and Craig D'Onofrio of the God Whispers. How you doing? Oh, hey guys. How you doing? Uh, we're we're doing a we're doing a we're we're testing out a new call-in feature here called "What Are You Drinking." And th- this is where we call prominent Lutherans, and these days you are one of the most prominent of Lutherans that at least uh, Craig and I know. And so, uh, what, what what are you drinking at the moment? Now, at the moment, nothing because we're about to leave to go to a school play. But I did just have uh, two full glasses of water with my dinner. I know that's pretty boring. I, I couldn't wow. imagine a better time to drink. Wow! As you're getting ready to go, you're, to a school you're going play. to a school play. Yeah, yeah, my uh, what, what's the, the, uh, what's the, the produ- grade school musical for the up to fifth grade. It should be a lot of fun. Well, what's the production? Oh goodness, it's one of these. <laughs> talking about on the spot, one of these um, things that you really wish we didn't buy from other church bodies. Oh it's yes, called, um, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. It's called uh, like Life of the Party or something, and it's like this oh, after yes. party at Mary and Martha's house, remembering all the good times with Jesus. Um, and uh, 
thankfully, my teaching staff is really solid, and so they let me uh, go in and uh, rewrite large portions of the of the show, um, including songs and so forth. So hopefully, it won't be too bad. It actually does proclaim Jesus to some small extent, but um, yeah. Uh, I, I, is there going to be a book signing afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But to get back to the topic at hand, there should be an IPA in my future at some point this evening. So, an IPA in your future. Well, that, that's good. Now, there's a follow-up question if you have time, and, and not only that, real quick. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're never that quick. Um, what, what are you thinking? What am I thinking at this very moment? Yes. Um, <laughs> but I can't believe Swirl and Donofrio are calling me live and putting me on the spot. But I'm assuming you guys are recording right now. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, and other than that, uh, goodness, trying to recoup from my day and empty my brain and uh, get my family out the door. So it's kind of a chaotic, everybody move, yelling, loving, friendly leave now kind of thing. It's hard to put in words. It's, it's great. It sounds kind of numb to me from like the forehead up. Which <laughs> that's is, all right. Which is, uh, that's, that's a, about right. It's one of my favorite uh, states of being there. So, uh, hey, well, listen, uh, best, best uh, wishes on the play. And, uh, and, and thanks for the rewrite on behalf of all the children and their parents. And, uh, yes, and, amen. And, th- and thank you for uh, playing along with uh, what are you drinking and what are you thinking. Dude, thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> So, catch you guys later. All right, bye. Take her easy, bye. dude. <laughs> I think yeah, that has potential. Goes. I don't yeah. know. We're, we're going to have to listen to the... Uh, we're we're going to have to uh, experiment with this. We're, we're experimental. It's, it's not bad. This is experimental Fisk, radio. Fisk is pretty big fish here, though. So Yeah, I can't believe we went two for two on that. You know, we've got a few backups, don't, but uh, you know, I, don't get cocky. Okay, this this is this is going to go off the rails very quickly. Yeah, pretty. Because much. look, go, go back, go back to the early episodes of the God Whispers. We were talking catechism. We had content. Oh, yeah. we, we actually look how far off the rails we've gone now. Now we're going around asking people, "What are you drinking and what are you thinking?" But I, I like it. I like it. Yes. Yes. Well, that was that was a bold experiment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, we've got about two minutes. I was going to see if you wanted to listen to the little Dick Morris thing. On. How long is the Dick Morris spot? I think it's a little bit long for what we have left. Mm, I was afraid of that. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit over. Uh, but he, he has a lot of very interesting things to say. We'll get to that on the second half of the God Whispers. Um, let's see. What else do we have on the slot here? Oh, we've got a Nagel sermon coming up. We, we have uh, Bill's birthday. It's my birthday. March it was March twenty third. March twenty third. And 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 you're old. Older. Yeah. No more mature you're, though. You're you're fifty six, going on eighteen. <laughs> yeah, right. And somehow the the something just sort of failed to <laughs> failed to mature after now, about at, at what twenty. Age, what age do you hope to retire? What would be a good retirement age? For oh, you? Um, August. A S A P. Do do pastors really retire though? I don't know. I I hope to. Uh, I I hope to not be one of the guys that's constantly filling a vacancy. I know retired pastors that work hard, harder in their retirement than they seem to in. Yeah, their, no kidding. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, ministry. there is. I, I think if I were going to do any of that sort of thing, I'd have some some ground rules ahead of times. One, no meetings. 
No, absolutely not. Uh, two, um, I can't think, you know, <laughs> if, if, if I had no meetings, I could be happy. Yeah. You know, preach, administer the sacraments, hang, um, you know, have beer, coffee. Visitation. Yeah, hang out. So long, so long as, you know, their beers or other libations involved, I'd be pretty happy. And uh, we could go know. with that. Oh, I hear buzzing. buzzing. And oh, wow. um, now we're... We're about time for a break. <laughs> we beat that half hour into submission. Pretty much with some, some dead air. calls and stuff, yeah. Oh, well. Well, happy birthday, Bill. Well, thank you, Craig. I wonder what I gave you for your birthday. Um, it was creative. I'm sure it was. We'll I, I'm, I'm hoping for a Trace Leches cake. Ooh, that's that's going to be my cake well, of choice. For we'll me. root for you there. Yeah. But I'm speaking in the present of the past. Right. Little clash. We'll catch you in a few minutes. Scaring the nation with guns and ammunition. Police have the ease in the street. Fighting the nation with guns and ammunition. Famous God Whispers, popular in South Africa, Tahiti, Rome, France, France, France. big in France, uh, Spain, we got Spain, Spain, Spain's represented, Tokyo, I think, maybe someone, I don't know. South Pole, and well, formerly, I don't think he's there, I don't think he's there, seasonally, he's been relocated, he's seasonally South Polar, I don't know, you're Craig D'Onofrio, I am, and you're Bill Swirl, I sure am, hey, we have, you're older, we have the greatest philosopher of our Do you of know CPR, times. by the way? I'm just checking. Are you, kind are of. you up on your CPR? Well, when I... When you know, I, considering, considering... When I took scuba lessons and stuff, but, you know, I was like 14, 13 years old. So. Uh, considering my age and your physical condition, I think we should... We owe it to each other. Yeah. To be up on CPR. Well, there's that. Oh, and we could have the special God Whispers cardiac episode. <laughs> I, I, I've already determined that if I ever end up in, in the hospital with like a bypass or something, I want to do it. I want to do some God whispers from the hospital room. So that would just be awesome to get to our under, call here uh, under drugs. You always want drugs. That's beside <laughs> the point. We ha- we have the greatest philosopher of our times on the line. Oh yeah. Also the drinkmeister. Co-judge of the upcoming drink competition. Recently named, by the way. Yeah, about three minutes ago. He's there to provide some level of objectivity to our contest. The the high and mighty Steve Moe. Steve Moe. How you doing, Steve? Well, hey, God Whispers. How are you guys doing? XOXOXO. We're fat. I just, I just want to take this opportunity to say I'm glad you guys are back on the air. I was worried uh, yes. when you guys took your hiatus. I thought you guys had given up. 
Um, and after listening to your episodes before you uh, took off, I could understand why you wouldn't give up. Um, but you guys have been spectacular. Last few episodes have been great, so it's good to be on wow. you. Feeling the love, brother. Feeling we, we, the love. We, uh-huh. we're, we're, uh, we're now tanned and ready. Oh, fantastic. Or mostly ready. So here's the deal. We, we have this drink competition coming up. And mm-hmm. we're trying to find the recipe for the drink called the Fundagelical. Along the way, someone's recommended, you know, you guys should have a drink book. And so now we have, as a matter of fact, I've lifted the graphic that you made popular with me of Mickey and Donald and their boozy uh, 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 frolicking. Their street fight. Their street fight. And uh-huh. uh, so anyway, we've, we've come up with a, with a you know, sample cover. Maybe it'll be the cover, maybe not. But uh, we, we're expanding this to other theological drinks and devotions. So, uh, sure. f- for example, you know, like the flaming papist might be some sort of flaming drink that would be brought out or, you know, these sorts mm-hmm. of things. Uh, so we know you have the right connections and you have your favorite barkeep that you're in tight with. And we're mm-hmm. thinking that yeah. a day will come, hopefully in the not too distant future, where we will do a recording of a broadcast where we actually judge these. And by the end of the, uh, e- the evening, I suppose, uh, Bill and I will have to resign from the ministry. And, uh, <laughs> and, and get a ride home. And get a ride home, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And then probably just become a bartender like everyone else I know because they can't do anything else with their life. I, um, well, so there you go. Like the new, like the new pope, <laughs> I do have a couple of chemistry degrees under my belt, so I know how to mix things. This is true. Oh, there, you, there you go. So there you, you got, you got the degrees. You just need the experience. So it, there you go. It was either pa- the papacy or bartending. So you know, I figured I, Rome, uh, the food's good, but I'm just not prepared to move that far. Now I understand you have spent a little bit of the afternoon uh, drinking yourself, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, I am a couple in already. Well, well really, what, what are you drinking? Over at Trader Sam's. Well, <laughs> this afternoon was just beer. Uh, I'm just in Orange beer. County, so we swung through Trader Sam's and uh, had a couple of beers. You didn't have a, a Oa or a Krakatoa Punch or anything like that, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. We're, uh, I, uh, feeling the effects from uh, much bourbon yesterday, I just got the beer today. <laughs> Very nice. We're going nice. to get a reputation a mile long with this. <laughs> Bunch of luscious. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for uh, consenting to be the uh, the beverage meister so, of the contest. We, we appreciate do, that. Do I understand this? Other, we, we actually have a mechanism for making these drinks without buying about $150 worth of liquor? Um, well, that would have to be negotiated <laughs> with my uh, hookups. But uh, I'm sure if we had an idea of what we wanted to do, uh, I could get... Um, any number of bartenders I, on board with it. I could get you any number of atheists there to help judge also. That, so that might not be bad <laughs> also. Uh, we, yeah. You know, we're, we're expecting that we would pay for the beverages, <laughs> right. but we just don't want to have to go out and buy 12 different kinds of rum and six kinds of vodka and, and 13 different tequilas and all the rest. So uh, we're hoping to find like a bar that's actually stocked with all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, we, we would like, we, we would pay, sure. we would pay sort of, you know, a market value for right, the drinks, right. but, but we, we we're kind of coming with recipes in hand. Uh, be- sure, because absolutely. I, I think I'd be hard pressed to explain to the chief financial officer while I, why, why I ran up a five hundred dollar tab at Bevmo. Right, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just not, just it's just not going to be a good idea. So, right, so you're basically looking for the underwriters' laboratory of 
uh, cocktails. You're honest. Yeah, so yes. you want to take the recipe there and have a professional look them over and do what they can do with it. Absolutely. So right. I, uh, this, this yeah, yeah. Actually... Oh, God, I don't think we'll have any problem finding uh, – the appropriate venue for this. I, I think that maybe our churches might underwrite this as it could also be seen as an evangelistic opportunity. Hey, bring in some one atheists, of those man, one man. of those critical moments. It's a critical That's moment. Well, yeah, it yeah. will be a critical moment. I mean, <laughs> that, exactly. That, I've, always, you know, I've always said theology and whiskey go hand in hand. So, so it, yeah, it could be a blaze too. But let's, but, let's uh, call yeah. Matt Harrison and see if we can get this or a synod to underwrite this. Maybe we could get synod to underwrite this as one of those critical moments. I, you know, it's it's worth looking into. Yeah. Bart, Bart Day over at National Missions. He's, let's, let's he's the who, man. He's hey, the man. That's another guy to get on the list. Yes, of we got to yeah. call Bart. All right, Steve. Well, thanks so much, and I look forward to seeing you soon, my brother. Always a pleasure, and uh, I will talk to you guys later on. All right, thanks, we'll Steve. See you later. All righty, bye bye. Bye bye. Good old Steve. You know, th- th- this could episode two twenty one could be landmark here. You know, th- this is this is the God whispers goes into a live call in radio. Well, and then what we might end up with is the God whispers in rehab. Later on, <laughs> yeah, the, re- the rehab, the <laughs> detox edition. Yeah, actually, you know, that we, might we get Dr. Drew involved with th- this. Th- that might actually be the basis for that cruise that you always want. <laughs> we're going to have a detox cruise. Oh, that's, that's where, the last hurrah before we where, go where GW detox. Nation heals for a while because, you know, in, in, our, que- in our quest to quash pietism at every level, we kind of destroy ourselves. <laughs> but <laughs> what is wrong with us? I don't know. I can't believe we're only eight minutes into the show. Well, <laughs> or I mean, into this half, basically. I, I, I'll tell you, um, you have you have a Dick Morris thing. Yeah, you, I do. You have on I'm, the I'm just here. bringing that up. Th- right this is here. this is this is in uh, in honor, I suppose, honor, but in recognition of the recently uh, elected. Right. Pope, he, Pope he talks Francis about the, the Pope. And Dick Morris is a political guy, right? Yeah. So, so he's really looking at a, this is a left-hand kingdom perspective well, on the papacy. That, and, and also, I, I think he might be Roman Catholic. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, so he's got a little bit of a perspective. Well, actually, but he's done a lot of work in Argentina. He talks about that. So here's, here's Dick Morris without any further ado. Wait, what are you? Wait, that's... Wait, that's, that's the goats. That's the College of Cardinals. That's not, that's not Dick Morris. Here's that's the goat. Here's Dick Morris. I clicked on the wrong one, apparently. <laughs> the new pope will change a lot. Here's Dick. And that's what I'd like to chat about in our lunch alert today. I'd like to chat with that. Uh, the new pope, uh, Pope Francis, uh, is likely to be a very different kind of pope from any of the ones we've experienced before. In fact, probably a unique one in the 2,000-year history of the uh, papacy because he is somebody who is very, very oriented to dealing with the problems of poor people and trying to alleviate human suffering and hunger and homelessness and all of those, all of those related problems. Uh, he really is a throwback, in a sense, to the original mission of Christ on Earth. And uh, I think it's going to be a very inspiring papacy. If I can think of one metaphor for this pope, uh, it's no exist, no other pope. It's Gandhi, uh, because of his simplicity, his way of living, the change that he seeks to bring about. 
this is a guy who in Argentina lived in a tiny apartment and uh, commuted by train to his job at the Archdiocese. Uh, he could obviously have had a magnificent mansion at the Archdiocese, but he said no, he'd rather just live in his own little apartment. And he's someone who has made a big focus in his time in Argentina at helping poor people. Uh, I remember he actually went to see AIDS patients and, and uh, made a big deal, kissed each one of them. Uh, I, I think that I, I know a lot about him because I do a lot of work in Argentina. And uh, one really gets a sense of this as a truly exceptional guy. And it comes at a very interesting time because Chavez died this week. Uh, so God works in mysterious ways. Chavez, you know, had set up an empire throughout Latin America of eight countries that he absolutely controls, which are um, Argentina, Uruguay, Bolivia, Venezuela, Ecuador, uh, Cuba, uh, Nicaragua, and El Salvador. And then two others, Dominican Republic and Brazil, where he has very significant influence. Uh, and the way he controlled them was that he would send cash to each of these countries, massive amounts of cash, which they would then use to distribute food and medical care and other stuff to poor people in these countries uh, as kind of a bribe to get their political support. Of course, no jobs and no permanence, no education, uh, no permanent solution to their problems, but a palliative of a meal here and medical care there. Uh, and it was very effective, and it really has permitted him to dominate half of Latin America right under our noses. It's very unlikely that his successor in Venezuela, even if it's someone from his faction, and I don't think it will be, I think there'll be a democracy take root there. Uh, Chavez hasn't won an election in five years. He steals them all. Um, he stopped having a majority five years ago. But the new leadership, even if it's a Chavista leadership, is going to need to focus all of its money on Venezuela, on keeping power there, on appeasing and satisfying the people who are Venezuelans. Chavez didn't have to bother with that because of his control of the military. He essentially relied on a police state. That won't be possible now. And I think that his empire will wane and I think the enthusiasm for this new Latin American pope will be very, very intense. This is a very exciting moment, not just for the Catholic Church, but for the human race. Thanks a lot for watching. Gandhi. Gandhi. Yeah, also uh, very interesting that Christ's original mission on, on Earth was um, taking care of poor people, I guess. Well, the... The, the, I mean, the poor in the scriptures are always a, they're a paradigm of the, of the stance of faith before God, but that's often translated into just a social justice. Thing. Right, right. You know, curiously, uh, this, the, this current pope, when he was archbishop of Buenos Aires in, in, in Argentina, uh, did not go with, um, and, and, you know, in his earlier career, did not go with the liberation theology that's so much uh, a part and parcel of uh, South American Catholicism. Yeah, and that's interesting that Dick Morris brings up Hugo Chavez and his, his communist, you know, nature, and uh, how Chavez would win people over by just shoveling money at them and that sort of thing. But uh, Ten cents a gallon gasoline, man. <laughs> that, that would go a long way toward getting my vote. See? <laughs> <laughs> it works for you, too. Um, you know, but...
but uh, this pope seems to have actually put his money where his mouth is, as as the case may be, and not living a high and mighty life at the expense of others. And uh, perhaps he actually is a very compassionate, caring individual. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Very interesting. I really appreciate having that political background, how Morris ties together, how all of this fits together with Chavez and how the South American countries have been kind of uh, um, changed dramatically in, in recent history here with the death of Hugo Chavez. And now there's there's a vacuum that needs to be filled. And Morris thinks that uh, the Pope might actually go a long way toward helping fill that vacuum. So it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out. Did, did you see that little that little news clip where where somebody? Um, I think it's it's the guy who's momentarily filling the 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 vacancy for Chavez, indicated that Hugo Chavez was responsible for the selection of this Pope. Really, that Jesus consulted him. Wow. He, he, I mean, he said this. This was literally said that, that Chavez in heaven, that's questionable right there, but, but, but Ch- Chavez, far be it for me to judge, uh, uh, in, in heaven basically uh, advised Jesus on uh, the, the, the proper successor to Peter. Who knew that Jesus needed such advice? Well, you know, I mean, it's just that... It's... Now, I, I'm curious. I don't know uh, much about Hugo Chavez except the fact that he was communist dictator but usually with communism comes atheism was was he a roman catholic do you know uh, i i have no idea you know the thing is the the government in south america is often at odds with the church yeah uh the governments tend to be um if anything socialist uh right or, and right. you know here's the funny thing is is that that um the church has uh, cares for the poor. The government has a vested interest in keeping the poor poor. Well, you know, yeah, and then throwing and then throwing out. Uh, I, I think you know, poor people throwing, are throwing out to benevolences, them. right? And and so they, you know, I mean, the poor people love Chavez apparently. Well, yeah, because ten cents every, a gallon gasoline. Well, that and every now and then they get some freebies. Well, that's it. It's 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 you know the government sets up a situation where they're the ones to take care of you, and you're forever dependent right. upon them. So you'll leave them in power, and they can do kind of pretty much whatever well, they want. Yeah, to do. I, you know this is the way that it works. We create a crisis, then only we can fix the crisis. Now here's that the we created. Here's the thing, and and here's my spin <laughs> on it though. Always remember what the confessions, what Zassi say that the, the papacy is about theology. It's not about social work. It's not about social justice. It's not about politics. Although it's certainly intertwined with all of those things. Show enough. And, and, you know, what, what Morris says, you know what interests me about what Morris says is that uh, when you have a personable pope, a pope with a sense of humor, a pope that's accessible, you know, John Paul II traveled. I mean, he just burned the frequent flyer miles. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you have somebody that's like that, it's, it's, first of all, it's a major, major plus for the Catholic Church. And, I mean, they're losing ground in South America to the Pentecostals mm. and, and this kind of thing and just secularism. Yeah, from what I hear about the Lutherans in South America, they tend to be very Pentecostal also. So that, Pentecostalism, is, you know, in Mexico, Central yeah, South America, yeah. really big deal. And, and so it solidifies the Catholic Church's position there. But it also creates this kind of like, it, it makes the, it puts a nice face on the papacy. Mm-hmm. 
And the problem is that the Lutheran understanding of the papacy from a theological point of view is still fundamentally an enemy of the gospel, the gospel in its pure sense. But look, he's a nice guy. That's exactly it. So, so he's a nice how, guy. He's a man of the people. He's, he's a nice guy. He's humble. He lives in his own little apartment. You know, he cooks for himself. He's not a man of, you know, he doesn't, he's not a man of extravagant uh, tastes and things well, like that. that's admirable. And, and he's Gandhi. Well, there's you a know, problem. Gandhi right there. Is Gandhi re- revived? But but see, it, it's part. And this sounds harsh, but it's part of the deception. Yep. Is when you have somebody who's pious, when you have somebody who is compassionate, when you have somebody whom the people admire. Where is the attention? And this this is really the fundamental thing. Where is the attention? The attention is first and foremost on the man himself. He's yep. this, he's that, he's the other thing. Yep. Second, on the church as institution, mm-hmm. because that's what he represents. Absolutely. And it, you know, it has that sort of this where's Jesus moment in all of this. You know, is how does Jesus factor into this when all we're talking about is what a humble, pious, and lowly man the well, Pope is? This is where you've missed the boat. He is Jesus to us. <laughs> he is the vicar of Christ on earth. <laughs> well, there you have and it. And he, as the vicar of Christ on earth, if you look at him, you're looking at Jesus, Right. I mean, if he's if he's vicariously Jesus, there you have it. What do you have there with Sassy? You know, I I, I really want to. Man, our time our time management sucks yeah, on this we're, episode. We're I'm so just good. I'm just I'm just telling you this. Yeah, we right got carried now. away with asking pastors what they're drinking. I liked it though. Let's see. We'll, we'll see what the focus groups say about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna read a few paragraphs of Zassi and we can reflect. How's that? Okay. All right. I got my reflecting pants on. So that's good. <laughs> As did our fathers before us, writes Zasi, so we too know ourselves to be bound together in the one holy church of Christ with all those who live within the true church, also in the church, in the Roman church, those who are born of the means of grace, the gospel and the sacraments, which have not yet entirely perished in the Roman church. See, that's good Lutheran ecclesiology. Mm-hmm. Um, Luther could say in 1539 that even in the presence of the very of the Antichrist, the papacy, the Word of God, the Gospel of Christ, the sacraments continue and are effective. Well, and there was always that thread of those who got the gospel, like Staupitz seemed to have gotten it. Well, and, and and even today, you don't even have to reach back to Reformation times. Yeah. I mean, I personally know Roman Catholics are very devout. Christ, I mean, Chris, Christians in the proper sense of the word, right? And yeah. and and in in like their own internal filter, their own primary theology, they've they've kind of like filtered out the stuff that is uniquely of the papacy and distinctively of the Roman Church, and have latched onto what is of small c. Catholic universal Christianity. It, it seems as though some will just simply say those are the traditions of the church and traditions are great, fine, whatever, but they do get the gospel, and that's, that's great when right. that happens. And, and we confess that wherever the gospel is preached, wherever the sacraments are administered according to Christ's institution, there will be faith, yep. because the Holy Spirit works through these as through means. Carrying on, Sassi, we Lutherans should also be shamed by the true and living faith in Christ that is present within the Roman church in spite of the Antichrist and his seductive wiles. Mm. In the Roman church, there are Christians who truly live from the gospel that is still there, from the gospel in the prayer, in the canon of the mass itself, not judging our merits, but forgiving our iniquities, quote unquote. 
We know of Christians there who, when it came to die, knew nothing save Christ and him crucified and who died in faith in him, forgetting about the whole churchly apparatus and the world of saints, quote, king of majesty, tremendous, who dost free salvation, send us fount of pity, then befriend us, quoting the Lutheran hymnal 607. To recognize this is to see why Luther laid such weight on the fact that the Antichrist would not be the Antichrist unless he were actually seated, quote, in the temple that is in the church of God. That's, you know, that's, a lot of people forget this. This, crit- this critique of the papacy as being the Antichrist is at one and the same time saying that the Roman church is of the true church. Hmm. Because if it's not, then that assessment is incorrect too. So a, there's a double-edged sword to this. Zassi continues, we are aware, honored brethren, of what a responsibility we take upon ourselves when we today repeat in such a way the old doctrine of the Lutheran Church concerning the Pope as the Antichrist. We know that we shall have to answer for this before the judgment seat of him who someday will judge the claims of all churches, the doctrine of all confessions. His judgment is the decisive one for us, not the opinions of men. The majority of Western Christians today and their theologians, including Lutheran ones, show no knowledge of this doctrine of the Reformation. And why is this? Because our generation has to a large extent lost any grasp of the great realities of the faith. One is struck here in Australia on the edge of the Asiatic world when meeting Christians from the younger churches or the mission fields by how entirely different is their relationship to the New Testament and to the realities given us there. For them, this is all new and fresh and alive, while for us Europeans or Americans, it is covered with a layer of dust centuries thick. The epistles and gospels which are read in church on Sunday, we already know, or we think we know. The hymns we sing, once poured out of hearts made glad by the newly discovered gospel, but that was long ago. Here lies the deepest reason why Luther's doctrine of the Antichrist has become strange to us. One must know about the reality of Christ, about his real presence, about his actions, dealings, and sufferings in today's world in order to see the Antichrist in his manifold appearances, also the most splendid and powerful ones. One must literally live from the gospel as the message of the sinner's justification in order to know what it means to exclude this gospel from the church in the name of Christ and to deny salvation to those who teach, believe, and confess it. God grant us all, pastors and congregations, teachers and students of theology, open eyes and an ever deeper understanding of his word, and thereby an ever clearer view of the reality of the Antichrist, wherever and in whatever form we may encounter him. Notice that. It's not just the papacy. Wherever and whatever form, Mm -hmm. even if it be in our own Lutheran Church. Uh oh. <laughs> With this wish, I greet you, dear brothers in the ministry, in these Easter days in the unity of the faith. Um, brilliant ending of that. Yeah. To, to I, I would sum that up and stop parroting other pastors, but know what you're talking about when you start throwing around words like Antichrist and why and. Uh, in what context and all the rest. You you better be careful when you start screaming Antichrist that you're not just throwing out ad hominems that you're actually aware of what you're talking about. Exactly. And it is, it's not an ad hominem. That's what everybody thinks. That's what got Michelle Bachman in yeah. trouble when they, yeah. by guilt by association, even though she hadn't been Lutheran for a long time, uh, you yeah. know, pegged her with that Lutheran distinctive. You know, the, the Pope is Antichrist. Everybody made fun of it. Everybody's like, oh, you know, what a stupid medieval 
thing that is. We all know the Antichrist from, you know, the movies. It's, it's the apocalyptic movies. Yeah, right? the it's, omen and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Antichrist. Yeah. Uh, and failing to see that, that it's a religious thing. It's a false worship. It's an alternative Christ, a right. different way of salvation that turns out to be false. Um, I like Zassi's point. It begins with the gospel. Unless you know the true gospel, unless you live out of that gospel, you cannot understand the threat and the nature of what Antichrist is. Hmm. In the way John portrays it, the way Paul talks about this, in the way the, the whole New Testament speaks of it. Well, And isn't it really just a first commandment kind of thing? You put no other gods before me, and whatever we put before the one true God is truly Antichrist? Well, yeah, I mean, especially ourselves. What, whatever, whatever would atone for our sins, whatever would quiet quiet our conscience, whatever we turn to for security in, uh, you know, our being justified. Yeah, that's a false Christ. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's like I was thinking counterfeit in 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 people with people who handle money, like a bank teller. They don't have them handle a lot of counterfeit. They have them handle a lot of real money, the good stuff, right. so that the counterfeit sticks out. That's what Zassi is saying, that unless you know Christ, unless you know the gospel, unless you live uh, by the means of grace, unless you live in the gospel and have handled the true coin of the kingdom of God, you won't know the counterfeit. You'll be blind to it. In fact, you'll be easily misled because it's shinier. You know, He's humble. Mm-hmm. He's a good man. Right. He cares for the poor. He yeah. takes the bus. You know, well, you know the, the devil can take the bus too. Jesus, on the other hand, didn't have a pillow for his head, and he didn't live an extravagant life. And and you know, he is God. Uh, you know, but we can do these outward things. But the question is, what's being taught? I you know, I had a, I had an interesting insight the barber shop today. You know, I was talking to talking to the barbers, and 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 they were joking with with each other, calling each other hypocrites and stuff like that. And I said. Um, I said, Jesus called the religious types hypocrites, you know, the Pharisees. And, oh, yeah, that's right. I said, and the reason was they were righteous on the outside and dead on the inside. Hmm. You know, whitewashed tombs and that, that kind of thing. And I said, it's the opposite with Christians. We look dead on the outside and we're alive on the inside. <laughs> that kind of blew his mind at that point. But don't trust the outward appearances here. Trust the word. And, oh, the, and yeah. the pure I word of the gospel. The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped the gun on that one. You did. Yeah, what am I going to do? We'll catch you next time on the God Whispers.
friend you are.